you can look for new limited edition 15 packs of original 16 Canadian Pale Ale. Each pack includes a mix of collectible cans for the ultimate Flames fan to proudly display. Original 16, official beer sponsor of the Calgary Flames. Hi, everyone, and welcome inside Flames TV Live, the post-game show. It's brought to you by Original 16. Brendan Parker alongside Megan Mickelson this afternoon on the family day event here at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Some good energy in the building, lots of families, lots of kids. And uh, unfortunately uh, for the Calgary Flames, they end up on the wrong side of it uh, after what was a very entertaining third period. And uh, obviously they had a deficit, trailed 3-1 going into the third. But uh, maybe just what did you make of the push at the end and, and just overall uh, what we saw here this afternoon against the Flyers? You have to give the Calgary Flames a lot of credit. They actually lead the league in the least comeback wins. Yeah, uh, yeah. second period deficits. With zero. Yeah. So we, you know, we saw there that we might, might get one of those, might see a, a glimpse of some success in the third period. But uh, they came out hard. Uh, and Michael Backlund said before this game that they need to play every game like it's a playoff game. And I think we saw that effort and that emotion in the third period. Yeah, no question. And, uh, you know, obviously needed to, you know, push in that third period and definitely got that. And uh, unfortunate that it's a, a goal that goes off a skate that ends up being the difference. We'll uh, take you through this hockey game here and show you just how it all went down this afternoon and then uh, get to some of the analysis here as it goes along. Obviously here from some members of the Calgary Flames and head coach Gerald Sutter as well but this is where it starts all the way back in the first period just a couple of minutes uh gone by and it's travis connecty that uh, scores off the rush and a pretty nicely placed shot by connecty nicely placed shot and a great job by connecty to cut to the middle of the ice there and just just a missed coverage by noah hannafin that's a a tough save for jacob markstrom to make whenever a forward cuts across yeah. the seam uh that, that's a tough save yeah cutback it's a career high 27 goals for connecty and then we fast forward to the second period this was after a chance at one end and a goal at the other a beautiful sauce pass nicholas delorier though he was the uh on the other end of a hit earlier in the game but he gets his fourth of the season here and another tough save for jacob markstrom to make comes off a two-on-one rush when whenever that happens you have to look at uh, you know, defensively, what happened? How did that two-on-one rush, two rush occur? And it actually came off of a bad change. So, again, not on Jacob Markstrom. Beautifully uh, redirected up into the slot, but here comes the light from the Calgary Flames, and it comes courtesy Michael Backlund, the hot stick in the Flames lineup right now. And you talk about nicely placed shots, that's one right there. Well, what I love about this goal is that it actually started with an ozone entry by Dennis Gilbert, finishes with Dennis Gilbert right in the blue paint, uh, right in the goalie's face, and a great shot by Michael Backlund. A little bit of a surprise starter here this afternoon, and Dennis Gilbert, we'll uh, talk a little bit more about him as the afternoon show goes on here. But uh, once again, there was a response courtesy of the Philadelphia Flyers, and this time it's Tony D'Angelo right down Main Street. And again on this one, I look at, you know, the D zone and what happens before the shot on net even occurs. And you have three Calgary Flames players stuck against the wall. Uh, and then a flash screen that happens in front of Jacob Markstrom. So, uh, you know, letting guys walk into those spaces and get those prime scoring opportunities, you want to eliminate that. So 3-1 after 40 minutes. And here we go into the third period. And uh, a little spark courtesy. Uh, Tyler Toffoli, and there's been some quality shots throughout the game. This one was uh, from a little off angle, but they take it. Yeah, that's a tough save to make as well. I mean, the Flames at that point, they needed to be putting the puck on net, shooting the puck at every opportunity from anywhere. 
So it's a Foley scores that one to make it uh, a one goal game. And then here's your game tying goal. And uh, what other line other than this one? Backlund, Manjapani, and Coleman do it. It's a rebound for Manjapani, and he's got his uh, 13th of the season. This is great puck patience by Noah Hannafin. He just makes a simple play, puts the puck in there. But again, Michael Backlund, uh, you know, right in the blue paint, making a difference in front of the net. Hannafin has a uh, pair of assists on both of those goals, so we're tied up 3-3, and then this is the one that I was referencing just prior to the start of the highlights, and it goes off a skate. They look at it briefly, but you can kind of tell. Wade Allison, by the way, gets the goal. Uh, the kicking motion, if there was one, happened after it, kind of indirect contact. And that's another tough save for Jacob Markstrom to make. Like you said, it's, you know, off a blade or a skate. But uh, it starts with missed coverage by Jacob Peltier and then a two-on-one. So, again, we're looking at defensive coverage error. That th Those are easy things to fix. For sure. And, uh, you know, errors that obviously uh, the team will look at after the game and, uh, you know, things that we don't necessarily see a lot of defensively for the Calgary Flames. We'll hear from Daryl Sutter in just a moment. But, um, you know, this game looked to be, it could have been, Kind of almost felt like it was tied at another point in the third period as we take a look at Blake Coleman's breakaway chance. But a couple things you noted that set up the breakaway and then obviously what we thought might have been the game tying goal ends up hitting the post. Yeah, it was an excellent pass by Noah Hannafin up the ice and just perfect placement on Blake Coleman's stick. And I think everyone in the building uh, was celebrating this one as being in the back of the net. But, uh, you know, that's just that's some puck luck right there. And, and sometimes for teams to win a game, you need a puck to hit a post. And the, the Philadelphia Flyers had that on their side today. Yeah, no question. And uh, you kind of see the arms go up. Blake didn't know for sure. The, uh, the music came on and uh, kind of... Also part of the puck luck, it ends up going right back underneath uh, the goaltender as well. So uh, that's where it stood, 4-3. The final is uh, the Philadelphia Flyers hang on and earn the victory despite a couple of late chances too with uh, the goaltender pole, Jacob Markstrom, uh, back on the bench and uh, the extra attacker out, but the Flames couldn't find that equalizer. So uh, now we hear from uh, the head coach. Let's see what he uh, thought of this afternoon's uh, final, 4-3 today. Thought we had a really good start, really good first period. I think uh, Dennis Gilbert gave us some juice for the fight. I think uh, we lost Konechki just straight out on a one-and-one. -one. So they had the lead. And then I think uh, second period, our power play didn't give us much. They scored, really, they scored right at the end of two power plays for us, right? So you got caught with one D. And uh, I thought we poured it on the third. You guys worked awful hard, I know, to tie it up. What did you see on, on their fourth one, like the, the eventual winner? Yeah, it's a coverage goal. Right? <coughs> guys are at the end of the shift. you got, you got to defend when you're at the end of the shift. Just get in the right position. Yeah, that breakaway is a, a 2 on 0 Were you happy with the sh chance creation? Just with the way that your team created chances? I mean, yeah, I think their goalie made some big saves, and he probably had a little puck luck, too. Just talk about Dennis Gilbert uh, and what he does bring. Stepped in, did a good job. You know, we played him on his offside. Asked him a couple weeks ago to play on his offside and if he could and practice it, and he had before. So stepped in and did a really good job for us. He has every time we've asked him to, right? It's not, you know what, you're going to get those 10 to 15 minutes out of that sixth defenseman. You need everybody else to contribute. Darrell, is Stone an injury situation? Yes. But couldn't play today. For, for those coverage goals, is that communication amongst your defensemen or how you kind well, of... Well, it really, I could say coverage, but they're just one-on-one -on -one defending, right? That's 
defensemen have done that since they're little boys. They got to do it against top players. Uh, you, you shoveled up the, the deep pairs a bit in the period. Exactly for that reason. Like, I don't think we were moving the puck well enough. I don't think we were working together well enough. Did you like what you saw from the new pairs? Uh, you know, I was trying to get a little jump, right? It's like changing the line around or something. You know, we, we we just went three lines, moved pairs around the third. Okay, thank you. Yep. Yep. All right, some uh, thoughts there from head coach Daryl Sutter and uh, kind of talking a little bit about, uh, obviously, chances and chances for, chances against. But, uh, yeah, noted, as you said, a uh, couple of missed uh, coverage in, in your own zone lead to goals. And the, the, the fight, you can't, can't fault the fight or the response. But uh, sometimes it's just the finish, or in this case, maybe some goaltending on the other side too. Yeah, I think, and, you know, we'll, we'll touch on this a little bit later, but the Philadelphia Flyers also blocked a ton of shots. Totally, so yeah. uh, you have to give them credit for the fight that they had in sure. that game. Sure, well, and maybe let's just go to it now. Let's take a look at some of them because, uh, you know, obviously there was a post and that's part of this game. But if you look at the final total, there is one lopsided statistic and it goes in way of the, the Flyers. What did you see in the way that they were trying to get into some shot lanes here throughout this game? Well, John Tortorella talked after their game in Seattle. They, they lost five to two to Seattle and he talked about the lack of effort uh, that he wasn't seeing the hard work from his team that he needed and uh, that was kind of a call to action for those guys they played against the Vancouver Canucks the other night uh, and they were happy with their effort so you know that this is a team that right now they're they're gonna bring it and they're gonna do whatever they need to do to get in front of pucks to prevent goals from happening they're a gritty team the way that Tortorella coaches uh, you know they're heavy on hits heavy on fights uh, and obviously heavy on block shots yeah no kidding and uh, 30 block shots in the end and I think uh, Nick Seeler had four of those so uh, good uh, afternoon in the uh, the office in terms of the D zone for the Flyers in that category. And then you mentioned just kind of the heaviness, and maybe that's a good segue right into Dennis Gilbert. You heard uh, Daryl Sutter mention him right off the top, but sprung into the lineup with the an injury, as Daryl noted as well to uh, Michael Stone, not available here today. But what did you see of a guy playing, by the way, which is super weird that his first home game here this afternoon, uh, even though he's I think he's been around for uh, a couple of months. But Dennis Gilbert and uh, his entry into the lineup and what he gave the Flames here today. He made an impact from his very first shift with a, a massive hit on Delorier, yeah. who is, he's a tough guy. Absolutely. Uh, and then fighting. And I think he's a guy that's come into the lineup and every time he has, he's made a difference. He, he knows that he's a type of guy who, he's a sixth, seventh defenseman. He's gonna come in and, and need to be a little bit physical and add a little bit of grittiness, and he did that. But another thing that I thought he did really, really well was he kept his game simple. Uh, he, he made simple plays. He ended up contributing offensively with a nice ozone entry, uh, getting into the blue paint. For, for the most part, he was making easy, simple plays. I think, you know, I've been in the situation as a defenseman where you come into the lineup and you have to be careful that you're not overcomplicating your game, that you're, you're still keeping it simple, and he did that really well. well. There's a balance between trying to make an impact or trying to make an impression, right, and just playing solid throughout. I mean, what is that like when you're, when you're trying to you know, trying to find that middle ground of not being invisible, but uh, not being noticeable for the wrong reasons either. I think you need to know what your strengths are. And that comes yeah. with maturity. He's sure. 27 years old now. I think he knows the type of player that he is. And in order to maximize his contributions to this team, he knows the, the type of game that he needs to bring. Yeah, that's well said. Uh, let's, uh, we get some guests now uh, in the locker room. Let's go in here from our first Calgary Flame. Uh, let's go inside the locker room and listen from uh, Noah Hannafin, Flames defenseman. Inside this room, the overall takeaway uh, that you guys saw. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's tough. You know, I think uh, 
you know, we had some some looks there in the first period, and um, you know, I think uh, overall, I just think we didn't do a good enough job checking against our top guys. And you know, it starts with guys like me, and not letting some of their top players get looks, and especially this time of year, you know, we get to we can't let that stuff happen. There's no silver linings, I realize, especially at this point in the season, but you know. Can you speak to the idea that this team has struggled to try and put together two, three, four, five wins on this season, and, and what it's going to take to, to get that momentum? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's 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 tough, you know, when you go into each game, you, know, you want to come into each game fresh, and you don't want to get too far ahead, but um, you know, that's something you know we're going to have to do at this time of the year. You know, with, with the position we're in, we're going to have to really buckle down here the last you know month month and a half or so, and uh, string together some wins. So. You know, the thing is, when we, we play the way we know we can play, we're, we know we're a good hockey team in here. It's just about, you know, coming together and, and making sure we're doing that consistently and, and holding each other to that standard. So in those one-goal games, it isn't about confidence or feeling right about, you know, the ability to come back. Can you put your finger on maybe what it is and why these third periods or one-goal games just have eluded you? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard to tell. You know, sometimes each game's different depending on what happens. And like I said, I think it's, just, it's frustrating sometimes. You get you get some looks, and you know we, we just can you know bury it in some of those big goals, uh, some of those big moments tonight, and you know that's uh, sometimes get frustrating. So I think it's just you just got to battle through that and then stick to the game plan. And, Caught the tail end there of uh, Noah Hannafin and uh, obviously a pair of assists and a uh, big part of the offense, but uh, he's played some great hockey for this Calgary Flames team here as of late. And another guy that's done that for them is uh, one of their drivers up front, and that's Michael Backlund. Uh, you can look at it anyway, kind of depth throughout the middle, but uh, Michael has certainly been you know a guy carrying the load specifically for his line, but just that uh, that centerman group right now. Well, and what I see as one of the most impressive stats when I look at Michael yeah. Backlund, there's a lot of analysis and, and stats that fly around these days, but the one that stuck out to me that I saw before this game is that he only starts 35% of his shifts in the offensive zone, which is the lowest on the Calgary Flames team. But yet his goals for percentage is 59.1%, which is the second highest on the entire team. The only guy ahead of him is Blake Coleman by 0.04%, which ironically enough mate. is his line mate. <laughs> yeah. But uh, obviously he's extremely reliable defensively, whether it's you know blocking passes, puck battles, uh, loose puck retrievals, just all over the ice. He's so sound, um, reliable, just hit the structure of his game and the details are excellent. So it's no surprise to me that he's really stepped up uh, and provided some offense for this Calgary Flames team. Well, and when you say those, those statistics, I mean, it's really about, that's trust too, right? I mean, the coaching staff, when they got big face-offs in defensive zone, uh, you know, that's obviously a high compliment for any centerman when you know that you know, that often you're going to be starting in your own zone because there's there's a level of confidence that uh, the coaching staff has in him and, and that line, right? When you saw him at the end of the game against New York in overtime, he was the one that took the face off in yeah. the overtime, ended up leading to a goal. Game tonight, again, they're, you know, against the rails in 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 this game, and he's the guy out there that's taking the face off. Yeah, absolutely. And an impactful night here tonight, again, a goal and assist. He also had Five shots on net, and I think was up over 60% in the face-off circle as well. So, Michael Backlund. Uh, I'm not sure if we – do we have anyone else available in the room here yet, guys? All right. Okay, well, we'll hear from uh, Andrew Mangiapane, one of his linemates. Obviously, he scored that goal that, for a period of time, had this game tied uh, in that third period and uh, obviously didn't stay that way for very long. But let's hear now from uh, Andrew Mangiapane. Game where, I don't know if, if it feels the same to you or not, but to the idea of kind of playing against a team, you probably feel – 
you know, you deserve a better fate. They're close, and you just aren't able to capitalize. How do you look at a game like this? Yeah, uh, obviously it was a close game. Uh, you can't take any team lightly in this league, uh, no matter where they kind of are in the standings or whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I thought we did uh, some good things well, and we got to build off that. But I feel um, we got to play a full full 60. And uh, I know it's kind of – we've been saying that kind of a lot, but it's uh, it's true, right? We let up a shift or let up a period, and, you know, teams are capitalizing on us right now. So uh, we got to, you know, go out there and finish our shift strong and help the next line out uh, coming out. Can you, pardon me, can you speak to the, maybe the belief in this room, knowing that, you know, every game is pretty crucial at this point, but can you still speak to where that belief level is in this room? Yeah, I think we have a veteran group, so everyone knows uh, kind of what needs to be done. But, um, yeah, I think we just got to come in, and, you know, next game and practice or whatever it is and, you know, be be ready to compete and be uh, working hard and getting better, right? Uh, there's still areas of our game that we need to clean up, and um, obviously we can do it, and we can go on a nice uh, run here at the end, but uh, we just got to go out and just play one game at a time and just keep building off each other. Does it make it more frustrating a game like that where you guys have so many? You know, you have breakaways, two dollars, there were a lot yeah. of chances out there. Yeah, and um, like we got to capitalize on them, right? Um, it's the name of the game, right? Teams are giving you kind of those opportunities. You got you to gotta finish them. Did you tip your hat at all to the rookie goaltender at the other end? Yeah, right. Um, I think you know made some pretty big saves there, and um, but yeah, I, f I don't know. I feel like it's uh, kind of happening a little too much now. Where I think now we got to almost put the onus kind of on ourselves and just kind of bear down and you know finish off those great days that we have. Right, uh, we're doing uh, good work to get in those chances, and now we just got to you know keep creating those chances, but just you know bear down a little bit and you know want to score. Andrew, does it feel like if your guys are snake bitten a little bit in that case? Yeah, I am um, sure. Like you, you know, you guys kind of saw the chances and uh, a couple two on O's and things like that, or where you know, you know, we should probably score, right? So uh, we just gotta, you know, stick with it, and you know, good things will happen when you keep uh, getting those chances. And is this group playing desperate enough, in your opinion? Mm, yes and no. Uh, I feel like at times, uh, you know, we we are, and we know that some games are. Are big games, and you know I think down the stretch here, all these games are going to be big for us. So we got to play desperate, and we got to come out and be able to compete and, and work hard and match the other team's kind of ener energy in that way. What what gives you optimism that a team that's kind of won one, lost one, won one, lost one can make hay over this final stretch? Yeah, I think you know obviously I've only played kind of 300 games and all that in this league, but I feel you know uh, you, it's easy to kind of get hot, right? I think, uh, and we haven't really gotten hot this year, right? We've had a couple couple streaks or whatnot, but not really long ones. So I think, uh, you know, we're, we're due and uh, we're playing the right way. And we just had to, you know, go back to what I said earlier and play a full 60 and, you know, be able to close out games and, and you know, play with the lead and, and be able to, you know, win these kind of close ones. Any, any explanation for how your record against non-playoff teams is really strong? You've really been bad this year. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know the record or but not right, but um, can't take any team lightly, right? Like, you know, it doesn't matter if they're last place or first place. You got to go out there and, and be able to play and play a full 60, right? It's uh, the NHL, and they're still good players, uh, whether they're first place or last place. Okay, thanks, Manager. Thank you. Original 16.
a great way to celebrate things done well. All right, welcome back. Calgary Flames postgame live. It is brought to you by Original 16. It's the Flyers who, though, walk away from the building here this afternoon with a 4-3 victory over the Flames. They're wrapping up that three-game homestand. So for the Flames now, a three-game road trip upcoming that will start in Arizona later this week. Uh, Megan Mickelson, Brendan Parker alongside. And uh, maybe just we'll pick up on that last thought kind of from Andrew Mangiapane about the desperation of the big games because we know kind of the way that the schedule now goes and the position you're in. Uh, pretty much all of them will have that title attached to them. What about, you know, just sort of the approach now and the mentality you have to have with this stretch drive here? Yeah, I think the pressure's on, obviously. I think that they all know that. Everybody knows mm -hmm. that. They need to be playing desperate hockey. Mm -hmm. And not just in terms of, you know, an overall general mindset going into a game that that's how you're going to play. It has to be every single shift. And to me, there's two things that this team really needs to do well moving forward. The first is in terms of defensive coverage um, and holding themselves accountable, holding each other accountable, and making sure that those defensive breaks Breakdowns don't happen because ultimately they lead to scoring chances, which lead to uh, potential goals against. Yeah. So defensively, tidy things up. Uh, and then the second thing, you know, we've heard everybody talk about it all season long is the ability to capitalize yeah. at times in games where it is the most important. They're going to need to find that moving forward. Yeah, it's interesting because that game against uh, that game on Thursday night, uh, it, it was like the same kind of start, obviously, but it looks a lot different when you end up scoring on two of them, right? It's just one, if you can find one early and how that changes you know the tide and the momentum and obviously maybe just a confidence level about finishing some of those chances and it's there the, the finish sure. is there and, yeah. and they can find it so it's just a matter of doing it at the right time but doing it consistently as well because you know and we were just talking this is a big road trip for them coming sure. up they need to they need to string a bunch together here yeah Arizona Vegas and Colorado and a couple of uh, teams that are uh, obviously near the top of their respective divisions in Colorado and Vegas all right so today uh, the ongoing theme as we know uh, being the family day long weekend is uh, families and uh, there was lots of kids. I know you were sitting on the concourse level. It seemed like there was some pretty good energy out there, but wanted to uh, we share these ones with you as well. These are these are two, but maybe introduce us yeah. here, Megan, to so these two this precious is ones. My son, Calder, and my daughter, Berkeley, and that is in earning Denmark at the World Championships this past September. They came over and, and they cheered me on. It was kind of a, a once in a lifetime opportunity, but both little hockey players. Yes, yeah. Um, and then that's us uh, on the ice at the end of the game, um, you know, won that World Championship. So it was just, it was really special to, to be able to celebrate with them. And, uh, you know, I've been really lucky throughout my career. To, to have my, my beautiful kids and my husband supporting me. And kind of, it really makes you realize that family is it's the most important thing in the world. Well, and that one was cool because they're old enough now that they could take some of the memories from that, obviously understand what was going on too and what mom was doing and, you know, kind of different perspective on that one, right? Yeah, and they talk about it all the time. Yeah. And it was, it was adorable when we got back. My daughter, this was her first year playing hockey. And uh, she said to me on the car ride to one of her practices, she said, Mommy, I want to be just like like you and so as a mom as a parent yeah. that that absolutely warmed my best. heart so it was really really special trip for us and and now because you got two hockey players Berkeley's always flyer I always hear uh, our kids Kate you can come in here now this is uh the end of your junior reporter your run's <laughs> over bud that's it I don't know he's pretty it? good I feel you like feel like we should hire you back what do you think maybe I don't know How are you getting paid for this <laughs> peanuts uh, we, so our, our kids are Calder and uh, Cade play uh, together over at AMP, but it must be fun just to watch the young guys, uh, the young kids, just uh, going through the process now. And 
you know, kind of the hockey through the kids' eyes. It's totally a different, different look at it. It is fun, and it actually, I feel like as a parent, it reminds me of what the game is all about. I yes, think we get yeah. so tied up in winning and uh, getting points sure. and all of those things. Yeah. But when you see your kids out there playing and, and having fun and enjoying the game, it really reminds you that that's what it is. It's a game. It's a game. Uh, and it's meant to enjoy and to have fun and to share yeah. with the people you love. We had fun today, right? Did you get, did you get yeah. 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 Good stuff. Well, you did a good job as the junior reporter. And uh, we had a lot of fun here at the Scotiabank Saddledome. I know not the result we were looking for, but uh, a lot of fun was had by all the kids that were participating, all of our junior positions. They knocked it out of the park. And uh, we'll uh, look to the next game. The Calgary Flames get a couple on the road, but uh, we'll be back here as we uh, look towards the end of the month, February 28th. 4-3 the final. The Flyers win it thanks to a third-period goal. Uh, but you can see the smiling faces inside the Scotiabank this afternoon. Scotiabank Saddledome is the family day game, uh, puts a wrap. And next up for the Calgary Flames, it's a road trip. Three games that commences on Wednesday against the Coyotes. First of back-to-back -back games. First Arizona and then on to Vegas after that. And back here at the Scotiabank Saddledome on the 28th of February. Thanks for watching Flames Post Game Live, brought to you by Original 16. We'll see you back here on the 28th of February.